Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and I am recording on Wednesday, May 19th, 2022, and I'm very late. This episode is very late, even for me, um, and the the reason why it's late has nothing to do with the fact that I had COVID, but there was a lot of, a fair amount of you, I wouldn't say a lot, but a fair amount of you actually reached out and were like, hey, are you good? Uh, you missed an episode. We just want to make sure you're, you're good, and I appreciate that. Thank you for looking out. Uh, but it had nothing to do with COVID. It had everything to do with um, uh, just a bunch of stuff like breaking around the house, including the house. And I had it. It was just it just took way longer to fix than I actually thought it would take to fix. It, it was the last ten days have been very busy, and I'm very tired. But it had nothing to do with the COVID stuff. But one of the things I was able to do last week was I was able to sit down with Jessica Kirsch and we chatted about uh, Starbase, a little bit about Giga Rodeo and uh, Starlink. So we just got some updates on those and I will put that at the end of the news section for this episode. And I should let you know also, and I'm going to get to the news here, I promise, I should let you know that there will be a regular episode released on Friday night, Saturday morning. Um, so that we can get back on schedule because that's really important to me. All right, let's jump into the news. Lucid Motors is expanding into Europe with the Air Dream Edition R and the Air Dream Edition P. The R stands for range, the P stands for performance, and that's all I have to say about that. A few weeks ago, we talked about NASA partnering with EV automaker Canoe, which is C-A-N-O-O, just in case you didn't know. And in this partnership, Canoe was going to build transport vehicles for astronauts to go from their astronaut enclosure to the launch pad. And then Canoe was going to create a couple of additional vehicles or modify, not really create new vehicles, modify a couple of their vehicles to do some utility things around um, the launch pad area. Well, that is all in jeopardy because Canoe's Q1 financial results were not fantastic. They lost over $125 million, and they may not have enough cash to begin production on their vehicles, which is, you know, a really crappy place to be. Right now, they have about $104 million cash on hand. They are working on getting more funding, but it you know, it's all up in the air at the moment. In addition to a difficult quarter, Canoe is suing their second largest shareholder, DD Global, for selling shares in a suspicious manner. So according to Electric, DD Global sold shares back in March and then simultaneously performed some sort of equity swap for the same amount of shares with an unknown buyer. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Honestly, I have no business talking about corporate finances. So I'm just reporting this information because it may basically turn out to be important later at some future point. Um, are Canoe's days numbered? I hope not. I really want this company to succeed just because they have a very unique take on the EV. And I would like to see them come to market. I like companies that are doing something 
you know, weird and different. And Canoe's vehicles are definitely weird and different. Foxconn has officially purchased the Lordstown Motors plant in Lordstown, Ohio for $230 million. Lordstown Motors isn't going away, however, because Foxconn and Lordstown Motors will partner to build the endurance EV pickup truck that Lordstown was having such a hard time with. Not only will Foxconn produce the endurance EV for Lordstown Motors, they're also going to produce the Fisker Pear and... (laughs) I have to say, last episode I mentioned that I thought that the pair might be like a single-seater or dual-seater vehicle. Just judging from the teaser image that Fisker shared, the pair looks more like a small four-door sedan or maybe a small SUV. The starting price of the pair should be around $30,000, so that's pretty impressive. But yeah, it was not the thing that I thought it was going to be. Not even close. I wish, I mean, it would have been cool, but you know, not even close. VW announced the ID1 and the ID2, and based on the concept art, uh, both of these vehicles are just adorable. They're just small vehicles, probably primarily going to go to Europe and Asia, although I do hope that they bring them here to the United States because they're cute. One of the one of the mock-ups, and I don't know if this was from VW or if some third-party company did this, but one of the mock-ups looked a little bit like the Honda EV, like the small, what's, what's that called? It's called the Honda E, which is this adorable little two-seater electric vehicle. So, yeah, good for you, Volkswagen. And in related VW news, they will be creating an EV brand, a new EV brand with an old name that wasn't originally Volkswagen's name. They they bought the company. They're going to build an electric truck and SUV and it will be built in the United States and branded as Scout. Now, when I was a kid, I knew a few people that had this vehicle. I never thought much of it other than anybody that had a car when I was little was awesome. The Scout is expected to start at $40,000 US, and it will begin production in 2026. Um, that's kind of cool. I, I like the way that this vehicle looks. Go into, go on to Google, go to Google images and type in scout SUV or whatever. And you'll see pictures. I, I hope they really honor that, that look. Cause I think it looks good. Rivian had its Q1 earnings call, Q1 2022 earnings call. They produced 2,553 EVs and delivered 1,227 EVs. Um, they have increased production to a bit more than a thousand vehicles a month. So that's, that's good compared to where they were. So, um, I'm not a math magician, but based on some simple adding that we should see a production of over 3000 vehicles for Q2 2022. Hopefully they can hit that uh, delivery number a little harder. Uh, they've delivered about half of what they produced in Q1 2022. So. Um, yeah, Rivian still thinks they're going to hit their modified target goal of 25,000 vehicles for 2022. Uh, the original goal was 50,000, so they cut that in half. It's expected that Rivian will deliver 10,000 electric delivery vans to Amazon. 10,000 honestly seems like a lot. They lost about $1.6 billion, but they are ramping up production, so you know, losses are expected. Rivian is a bit better off than Canoe in terms of how much money they have on hand. Rivian has about $17 billion in cash and cash equivalents, whatever that means. Rivian actually has enough money in the bank to start production on their more affordable R2 line of vehicles. And I'm not sure what more affordable looks like to Rivian when you can, you know, you're considering that their vehicles currently for the R1T starts at 67500 and the SUV, the R1S, is 72500 So hopefully that more affordable number looks, you know, closer to 40000 Below 40000 would be great, you know, $40,000, $45,000. But yeah, I mean... On the, on the face of it, it looks like bad news for Rivian, but honestly, they're in, you know, production hell. And throughout this whole, throughout the whole time that Tesla was in production hell with the Model 3, 
Rivian was really working hard at, you know, learning those lessons from Tesla. And it turns out no matter, no matter what you, what you think you're prepared for, you're not. So Rivian's just going through some growing pains here, but I really believe in my heart they'll get through it. However, I don't know that Rivian's going to be a gigantic company. I think it's just going to be that company that builds adventure vehicles. I don't think it's going to get huge. I don't think it's going to get anywhere near Tesla's size. And those might be famous last words, but just what I think. They have a very special niche, is what I'm saying. All right, let's move on. I'm not done talking about Rivian, but I want to transition to some Ford news. Ford, in 2019, bought about a 12% stake in Rivian for $1.2 billion. That gave them somewhere in the neighborhood of 95 million shares of the company. Recently, in the last two weeks, Ford has sold 15 million shares of Rivian um, for a total of $402 million. So it seems like Ford is divesting itself of Rivian. At its height, at, at Rivian stock price height, at, at the highest point of <laughs> Rivian's price, stock price at its highest, that $1.2 billion uh, would have been worth around $9 billion. So not a bad return for Ford. Unfortunately, that price was $172.01. It is currently sitting down around $25.84 as I write this. So that's the thing. There's a lot of financial information in this show that I don't normally talk about. Um, United Rentals, which is a big, huge uh, international rental company, has agreed to purchase 500 F-150 Lightnings and 300 E-Transit vans from Ford. The first 120 vehicles, the first 120 Lightnings will be delivered this year. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. When I was looking this up, I did not realize that United Rentals was such a big company. I thought they were only here in the United States. And uh, yeah, they're all over the place. I don't know if they're in Asia, but they're in a lot of different places. Now, if you're a regular human being with a bean, human, if you're a regular person with a Ford F-150 Lightning reservation, Deliveries should start this week. So that's really good news for some, a handful, let's say, of F-150 Lightning reservation holders. I don't know how many people are going to get their vehicles in the first month. It's probably not a lot. But still, if you're one of those people, it's probably pretty important to you. But um, if you get your vehicle from a dealer, which I think you have to, Despite Ford warning dealers not to mark up the F-150 Lightning, some dealers are continuing to do just that. And Ford has, you know, threatened like penalties and stuff. And for whatever reasons, these dealers don't seem to care. DCH Ford of Thousand Oaks in California, uh, they're charging about $145,000 for a Lightning Platinum Super Crew which if you were just to go to Ford's website and build this truck, you're looking at spending about $95,000. So they have a $50,000 markup on a $95,000 truck, which is insane. According to Teslarati, other places uh, in California have about a $40,000 markup by these dealers. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say that you should not buy your vehicle from these monsters. Um, yeah, the whole thing is just gross. Don't, don't give these people your money, please. All right. Not sure. Not sure how to transition away from that. So let's just, let's talk about Ikea. In, in my opinion, uh, going to Ikea is a lot like what I would imagine visiting Dante's Nine Circles of Hell is like. And I, I don't want to, you know, be hyperbolic here. It's not all nine circles, but it is the following. So I've, I've, I've taken a moment to just break this down for you really quick. The first circle of hell is limbo. 
And then we're going to skip over the second, and we're going to get to the third circle, which is gluttony. The fourth is greed. The fifth is anger. We skip the sixth, and we find violence. Skip the eighth, and maybe the ninth, but if you go with a significant other, the ninth circle is treachery. So to me, that's what going to Ikea is like. Now, I like Ikea um, because you can get some affordable furniture there. You have to put it together, but you can get some affordable furniture there, and it does its job. I just don't like going to Ikea. In fact, the best thing about going to Ikea is getting the soft serve ice cream before you ascend the stairs to the mouth of the River Styx. Um, and then when you're finished and you come out the other side, you get a celebratory coffee for the ride home. That's That's what I like doing with Ikea. Everything in between that, I do not enjoy it. Um. And you know what? I just realized that going to Ikea has, for me, has some very general comparisons uh, to this whole pandemic thing. Now, aside from ice cream and coffee, there's a there's another good reason to go to the Pandora's box of affordable furniture. And that is Ikea and SunPower have partnered together to sell solar panels here in the United States. Um I think this is great. IKEA actually does sell solar panels in an eleven other markets, so I'm glad that they brought it here to the U.S. And I don't, I don't actually know if it's the U.S. exclusively or it's all of North America. But in either case, I welcome it. Uh, the more solar panels on rooftops, the better. Okay. That is it for our EV news. Let's go ahead and jump into our Tesla news. Tesla AI Day 2.0 is coming August 19th, 2022. That's pretty exciting. I don't know what's wrong with my my tongue today. It's having a very hard time forming words. Anyway, based on last year's AI Day, um, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and we will be covering it here on this podcast. So I don't know if you remember this, but we've talked about this story in the past where a Chinese Tesla owner was upset because he claimed that the brakes on his Tesla were faulty, causing him to get into an accident. Um, he was very vocal in his protesting. He actually jumped up on, I believe it was a Model 3 at the Shanghai Auto Show and made a very big scene. Well, that protester in question has now admitted that he fabricated the entire story and has issued an apology. So um, I don't know what to make of that other than there's the resolution to that story. I think it was in 2020 this happened, but it might have been 2021. Who knows? The last couple of years have been so weird. Um, Tesla released its impact report. Uh, usually I, I go into these impact reports and I give you a lot of information, but here's what you really need to know. Tesla owners who use autopilot are eight times less likely to get into an accident. And according to Tesla's report, fire incidents involving Teslas are around 11 times lower than the naf- national average. If you would like to read Tesla's 2022 impact report or 2021, excuse me, impact report in more detail, you can actually go to Tesla.com and at the top of the page, they have a link and then you can go through and read it yourself if you would like. Next up, Tesla has confirmed that it will start adding CCS connectors to their superchargers here in the United States so that third-party EVs can actually charge on Tesla's network, which is pretty cool. And I'm going to assume that, I think in the article it said the United States, but I don't know why Tesla wouldn't be able to do this in all of North America. But anyway, right now, Tesla has a pilot program going on in Europe, and they've just expanded this program to more markets in Europe where third-party EV owners are able to pull up to a supercharger and actually charge their vehicle. So if you're a third-party EV owner in the United States or possibly all of North America, and you want to use the supercharger network, your question might be, how do I, how do I pay for this? It's actually pretty simple. You download the Tesla app, you put your credit card information in, and then basically you drive away after you've charged like you you put in the stall number all that stuff it's working really well in europe 
So I feel confident that they'll bring what they've learned in Europe here to the United States and everything will go swimmingly. Are, are you in the market for an electric semi-truck? Um, if you are, Tesla is opening up their order books for the Tesla Semi, all you need to do is put down a $5,000 deposit today when you make the reservation and then pony up another $15,000 within 10 days and you could someday own a Tesla Semi. We don't have a release date for this, but you can now put in an order for it. So that's pretty cool. I, I didn't test this because I don't have the $20,000. So... Um, but you know what? I will say this. I, I, I will commit to this. Uh, if for some reason this podcast ever hits Joe Rogan levels of downloads, I will buy a Tesla Semi and I will give people free rides every day for a month and then I'll sell the Tesla Semi for probably more than I paid for it. But that's my and Patreon supporters that you get first dibs um, if this ever happens. That's my promise to you. Tesla has asked its battery partner, Panasonic, to step up development of the 4680 battery cells. So I'm pretty sure everybody's aware of this, but if you're not, when 4680 battery cells are available, Tesla is currently putting them in Model Y's built at Giga Texas. By the way, uh, Tesla is offering customers living near Giga Texas the Model Y standard range with 4680 battery cells. Up to this point, the standard range Model Y was only available to customer or to employees, but it sounds like Tesla's starting to open those up to customers who live close to the Gigafactory and want to get their car a little sooner. The downside is you only get about 280 miles of range, so that's the only bummer. But still, oh, and the, the other downside, I guess, is that it costs sixty thousand dollars for this car. Um. Next year, we should see Tesla start production on the Cybertruck, so that's exciting. But according to Electrek, the average Cybertruck will use twice the battery capacity of the average Model Y or Model 3. So this brings us back to the beginning of the story in that Panasonic and Tesla are, and you know, Tesla's other battery cell partners are really going to have to start producing a lot of these battery cells so that they can fulfill that demand. If you live in Europe or Asia, you can no longer order the Cybertruck outside the United States. And I should say that uh, according to some things that I was reading today before I started recording, you will not buy, be able to buy this vehicle in, in uh, Australia either. So that's that's a real bummer. We don't have a reason as to why they're doing this, but my best guess is uh, the Cybertruck is a very large vehicle, and it may not be the best option for Europe or Asia, although it seems like Australia would be a really good option for it. But, uh, yeah, I think they're just trying to uh, – I don't think I want to say that. I think I think Tesla as a company is overwhelmed by the amount of demand for their vehicles at the moment and their lack of the the, the ability for them to – produce these vehicles at the scale that they need to. I think they're just kind of pulling everything back a little bit. That doesn't mean that at some point they won't release these cyber trucks in those markets. It just means that they are very overwhelmed and they just kind of have to say, you know what, right now we can't, um, we can't service everybody. So we're just going to have to pull back until we can ramp up production. So to that end, Tesla is also considering halting orders on some of their vehicles because delivery times are just too far out. So there's a couple of vehicles right now that are sold out till 2023. In my mind, it doesn't make a lot of sense to sell a vehicle out till 2025 or 2026. And I realize that Tesla's not at, they're not quite there at this point, but until they can start, you know, building up their production so that they can produce these cars faster and get them out to customers faster. It might be, it might be a good thing to say, Hey, listen, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to ice reservations for a little bit until we can catch up on the other side. I can see if you wanted to buy a Tesla next year and you know that you have to wait for a year 
to actually even get your vehicle, you can be like, you know what? My lease for my vehicle's up. I think I'm going to go ahead and order this Tesla knowing that in one year, if you're a really good planner, that you can get this car. So I, I can see both sides is really what I'm saying. All right. This next story is a security story, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's that big of a deal, and I'll tell you why. The NCC group um, announced that if you unlock your vehicle, and they use Tesla as the the company in for their headline, but if you unlock your vehicle via Bluetooth, there is a hack that, that can be done to Bluetooth LE that will intercept that code, and then later somebody could go back and unlock your vehicle. It's something you should be aware of, but I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. Like, if if you don't use a physical key to start your car or to unlock your doors, you're always vulnerable for a hack. Like, if you use just a normal key fob, you're subject to hacking too. All I'm bringing this article up for is just to tell you that this is something that you should be aware of, be vigilant. Um, but anytime you uh, use technology for something, it can be hacked. So constant vigilance is what I'm saying. All right. Our final story. Tesla is suing yet another engineer for allegedly stealing company secrets. In the past, when this has happened, we've talked about uh, an engineer that has walked away with parts of, or all of Tesla's FSD uh, source code. But in this instance, Tesla is claiming that the engineer stole trade secrets related to Dojo. And if you don't know, Dojo is a supercomputer that Tesla uses to help train the algorithm for FSD. If you watch last year's AI Day, they demonstrated that. It's actually very cool. And I should say that Dojo trains Tesla's neural nets for which FSD is one. So there's a lot of things that Dojo can do. FSD just happens to be one of those things. It's not exclusively for full self-driving. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, everybody, that is it for our news section. Before we jump over to Jessica Kirsch, I would like to let you know that, well, two things. One is we have a store and somebody bought, or two somebody's bought two t-shirts from the store. So thank you very much for doing that. It doesn't tell me who you are because uh, this all goes through spring.com. So it doesn't tell me who you are, but I do see when somebody does make a purchase and I appreciate it when you do. 
Um, the link is in the show notes if you would like to actually uh, see what's on offer at the store. Everything is disappointing there. So I'm just going to let you know that up front. Also, you can support the show on patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. Uh, if you want an ad-free experience, that's where you go to get it. Okay, that's enough of me yammering on. Let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with Jessica Kirsch. and welcome to the show. Thanks, Bodhi. Good to hear you again. Thanks for having me back. Good to hear you as well. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's been a couple of months. It's been a crazy couple of months for both of us. Um, yes. But let's let's get a little quick Starbase update, if you don't mind. Sure. Let's dive right in. Uh, so it is May now. Last we spoke was February. We've both been very busy. Um progress at Starbase is moving right along at crazy speeds, even faster than it was before. I didn't know that was possible. There are now three shifts working. Uh, This is what they call a surge period, unofficially surge period, three different shifts. There's a morning shift, a day shift, or afternoon shift, and then an evening shift. And crews are working around the clock. Um, We have just as of yesterday, um, ship 20, which was the Pathfinder vehicle, the one that we thought was going to go to orbit along with booster four, ship 20. So the top portion of the ship was rolled up to the pad, sorry, up to the build site, past the build site, and then right into the rocket garden where it will sit and collect dust with the other non-used <laughs> components. Um, it's possible maybe they will ship it to Florida for Florida to play with. Or it might just hang out and be a statue. Uh, that happened just yesterday, and Booster 4 is still currently at the pad as of a couple hours ago. Uh, we'll likely roll and do a similar thing up at the Rocket Garden. So those are being retired. We are now moving on to Booster 7, Booster 7, and Ship 24. So Ship 24 7, we're hoping we'll go to orbit. <laughs> Yeah, for 24-7, working around the clock, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, never stops. Yes. Well, until you get to ship, you know, 400 and then mm-hmm. rocket 20, that's the next. Yeah, there's got to be something in there for Elon. He just loves those, <laughs> those puns and jokes and just so he can go, ha ha, ha. Yeah, so Elon can have a chuckle, billions of dollars to spend. Um how how long does it take to get like the ship from where it's sitting for testing purposes to the rocket garden? It's getting faster every single time. Uh, yesterday, I think it took no longer than, mm, I think it was a total of like 35 minutes, 30 minutes. Oh, oh that's much uh, faster than I would have thought. It's super fast. I couldn't get my stream live fast enough. It was rolling out so fast. So, um, and it was just a couple things on my end. SpaceX is building two factories. Uh, They're called, I think unofficially, maybe officially called the Star Factory, at least the one here in Starbase. The Star Factory. Um, From what I know, it's going to be large and in charge. It will replace the three semi-permanent tents down at Starbase. There are three of them. This building will replace those and it will be kind of an assembly line for ships. So Elon said he would like to, he projects to populate Mars and have a populace of 1,000 human beings on Mars. It'll take 1 million people. And with that, they will need 1,000 ships per year of production. So uh, last I heard on uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. 
with Elon. They spoke of uh, producing one ship and one booster per month. And I think at the speeds that they're going now, especially with the three shifts a day, they could be doing that much faster, maybe every two weeks. It's a, wow. It is a um, moving assembly line. They've really got it down to a science. And then when Tesla bot comes in, game over. Yeah, I mean, maybe eventually game over. <laughs> I, I want Tesla bot to be a thing. I, I hate vacuuming, but I also hate dirty floors. I, I hate mopping. Yeah. I hate dirty floors. So um, I do it only because I hate the dirty floors. Yeah. But I would pay $15,000 if this thing could uh, just do all of the housework. Mm-hmm. And it's got a, it, I, I, I'm going to need a 15 year warranty. But for that much money, for $1,000 a year, for 15 years, and it does all the housework and I don't have to replace it, I, I think that's money well spent. It's a maid, and yeah, I, I want it to go to the grocery for me. Like, drag, yeah. go to the grocery, come back, put my groceries away, cook the food, just I'll vacuum, robot, and then come, you know, back. I I live alone, so you know, maybe just tell me some jokes or something. Companionship. <laughs> are they? What are they building in Florida? Because you got to speak to Elon, sort of. You got to ask a question. I did at the Starship presentation on right after we did our podcast, actually, I think. Um, he asked, you know, he opened up the floor for questions and he says, you're, you're going to have to yell. I can't hear you. Um, and also my, there's lights in my eyes, so I can't see you. So Nick and Sweeney asked the first one, something about Raptors and Starship. And I asked the second one asking how much will Starbase be used versus Cape Canaveral and his response was they uh, they plan to build a production site and a production and build site, which is one thing. Production and build are the same area here, and a launch site there. Um, so production and build site and a launch site in Cape Canaveral as well. If that makes sense. So everything that's here at Starbase, they want to do there as well. And he ended his comment with redundancy is key. Redundancy is a good thing. And so that's going in or that's underway right now. The tower's going up. Um, They're going to have a new and improved GSE tank, ground support equipment for all the fuel and all of that stuff. And yeah, it's right there where all the other launches take place. So it sounds like their goal is to you know, have materials come in on one side, rockets and ships come out on the other side, and then it just gets stand stood up at the pretty much at the on the launch pad. Yes, yes, uh, that's exactly. It, it's like I, I I attended the Cyber Radio, the Giga Texas opening, and the entire first floor was just robot assembly line pieces, robots. Oh, did you you got to tour the factory? Yes. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I got to tour the factory. Okay. How was that? Uh, it was great. I didn't I didn't have a chance to get upstairs, um, but I did get to see all of the I, I it was insane. Um we walked in and um it was the stamping, the casting mm-hmm. or the molding. For the front and the rear. Yeah, the front and the rear. Uh, they had a mechanical bowl in the middle of those machines. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they had the everything. Bowling. Yeah, they had everything beautifully lit, and there was music and the ambiance. And it was the only humans that I saw were um, like just employees that were monitoring to make sure no one like went under the ropes or anything like that. So um, all of the machinery appeared to be in uh, demo mode. So they would pick something up and then, you know, for example, all four tires, they had uh, an assembly line where they had, they were all model wise, right? On the line, there was, I don't know, a couple and they would pick the the uh, chassis up and then they would take each wheel, there'd be four robots and they would, you know, turn it a certain way and then they would put them on and then they would tighten it or whatever. And then they would take it off and set it back down to do it over oh, okay. again. I didn't realize there was like, uh, I didn't realize they had them like demonstrating what each robot did. I thought that it was oh, just. Oh, yeah. 
It was really, it was really fascinating. Um, it just was insane to see. I saw, I don't know if you've seen the FPV drone fly through of the Giga Berlin factory or the one of Giga Austin. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you watch the Giga Berlin one. The one that Tesla produced? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So cool. It is really good. I I don't know. I think they had one of those guys that do the, the does the stunt drones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did did that, which yeah. is it was really good. It was yeah. really well done. Yeah, uh, the paint department, the every like even the the seats. They had a, a um like a corner um semicircle of just seats, and it was the white and the black. And there were just I don't know ten rows or ten stacked tiered levels of tesla car seats right there and then a sign of tesla produces blah 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 blah. it was that's cool yeah it was really really well done it was really well done really cool to see yeah i I really wish i could have gone i didn't get an invite but um last minute last minute i i came in with one just gotta just keep on tweeting is what i learned (laughs) Oh, well, you know, in the end, my, I was like, I had something going on that Friday and mm-hmm. it was a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it, Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was, I don't, I didn't know if it was going to work out anyway, if I did get an invite, but that's really cool. Um, can we get a Starbase or a Starlink update? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I am currently using version three, which is the rectangular Starlink. And it is super fast, and I've gotten it to the point where I have it uh, bungee corded to the top of my... I now have a roof rack, so two mounted roof racks. um, And I will bungee cord the... I call it a spider, but it's only four legs. I bungee cord that base to one of the roof rack thingies, and I drive around with it up to 45 miles an hour. Um, I've oh, been you told, just leave it on there. Yeah, I leave it on. So I've been told that it'll void my void the warranty or something. Um, but I just keep doing it because it works, and sometimes it will reorient. Um, it'll reorient if I walk in front of it, and I, you know, my head is too tall or something. So, but it's getting better every single day, and um, I'm a little bummed about the price increase, but everything is increasing. Uh, it jumped from ninety nine. Is, is the monthly price increasing? Yeah, the ninety nine to one ten. I just saw oh, it come out the I other day, and that. I was like, "Oh, that hurts a little bit." <laughs> yeah, but uh, now I think they've enabled for people to be able to roam with it for twenty five dollars extra mm-hmm. a month. Um, that's pretty cool. But it seems like you can roam with it anyway. That's what I thought, too. It seems like a lot of people are doing it right now. Maybe they'll put a stop to it. I don't know. That's what I thought, too. But, um, yeah, it's also getting a lot more crowded. The speeds are not consistent. Like, they weren't totally consistent in the beginning, but it's not quite. Like, sometimes it'll it'll drop out. Sometimes it won't. Sometimes it'll say, you know, can't connect. Sometimes it won't. So it's, it's losing a little bit of its consistency, but, um, there is a starship. I'm going to call it a demo. I I haven't heard it called that, but starship demo payload dispenser, um, portion of the upper, like where the actual Starlink satellites will sit in a starship rocket. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a demo piece sitting at the build site right now. So I, I'm hoping, you know, as soon as they go orbital, oh, orbital like a, prove it, like then they'll start launching. Prototype. So it sits at the top of that and it just shoots them out. Yeah. The, the, the top of the spacecraft. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's like a big door, basically. Oh, that's cool. Cut out of the side of it. So that's how we knew it's, oh, that's a payload dispenser. That's uh, That's a big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. That's cool. Let's talk about fun dispensers because you had an opportunity to ride in a Model X Plaid. Oh, my God. Can you tell us about that experience? Bodhi, it was insane. It, 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 <laughs> the Model X Plaid is... I've never felt anything 
like that before in my life. Um, it, it basically rearranges your organs. Uh, I thought that the Model 3 performance was fast. I've written in a Model S performance, ludicrous, whatever, rainbows and unicorns. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Model X Plaid, I've not been in a Model S Plaid. Model X Plaid, it, first of all, the dashboard goes plaid, which I thought was really cool. I didn't know that that happens. You have to achieve drag strip mode and it has to hit this certain threshold and all this stuff. But when you, you punch it, my skin on my neck went backwards. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it actually sent the skin backwards on my neck and, um, it feels, it, uh, yeah, it's equivalent. I mean, it has to be what it feels like to go into space. I'm assuming. Yeah. It, I, I saw the video and, uh, cause if anybody wants to go see it, they can go to youtube.com forward slash Jessica Kirsch and take oh, a peek. Oh, you saw that video. Yay. Yeah. 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 Like before we recorded, I wasn't lying. I check in on you often. I, I don't always stick around, but I check in to make sure. I appreciate that. That means that is a true going. friend right there. Thank you. So you're welcome. Yeah. It's called Hector has gone plaid and Hector Ramos owns the Model X plaid and he drove it to Texas and back did a road trip and um, charging was all good with the exception of when a big group of them came down from Austin to Starbase and there just weren't enough chargers. Yeah. There was a lot of people in that group. Right after Giga Rodeo, there was, yeah, a, I don't next, know how many people were there, but it was a lot. There were a lot. Yeah. They came down in stages because there was a backlog at one of the chargers of like four hours. There was a waiting list. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, it was fun. It was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So the plaid, it, it, it did not disappoint. I was not expecting that don't do it too many times. You will get sick if you have any kind of motion sickness. <laughs> did did Hector say if there's a limit, how many times you can do it? Or can you just basically just, you might have to like have a timeout and then you can continue doing it. Like it doesn't <laughs> cause damage to the, the battery or anything. I don't know if there's a limit. I think he's, he, cause he took, he takes it to the Tesla meetups and he said that, one time he took it and people were just like, Hey, can you take me for a quick lunch? And he said it got to like six people, six different rides. And he's like, I have to stop. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> so, so it's just it, a physical body. Yeah. It gets into cheetah mode, which I didn't know existed. Have you heard of yeah, that? It kind of lowers the stance. Lowers the right? stance. Like a cheetah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it like cheetahs bouncing. up and then it, he has to wait for it to warm up in drag strip mode which I guess realigns everything in uppers and lowers. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but it is smooth sailing and just so much fun. If you like adrenaline, how, yeah, go for a ride in one of those. It, it, yeah, insane. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to. All right. Um, well, yeah, I, Jessica, I think we're going to end that here. I'm Can you tell that. everybody where to find you? Sure. If you would like to find me, you can find me on YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash Jessica Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. I'm also on Twitter uh, at Jessica underscore Kirsch, Instagram, Jessica.Kirsch, and TikTok, Jessica.Kirsch. And anywhere else you want to find me, just Google Jessica Kirsch. And you yes, your Starbase TikToks are really good too. Oh, thanks. If I pay you another compliment. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I like it when you <laughs> with like sunset and you add the romantic music, and then you're just kind of panning over to the starship. Oh yeah, those are good. Oh, thanks, Bodie. That's great feedback. I'll keep doing them. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Jessica. Thank you for having me.
Okay, everybody, that is it. I want to thank Jessica for coming on the show and being so generous with her time. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Jessica Kirsch, or you can go to her Twitter page, which is Jessica underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. So I would highly encourage you to go follow her if you don't already follow her. If you want to email me, you can do so at Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can also find me on Twitter, at 918digital. And yeah, that's it for me. Normal show this Friday night, Saturday morning, just so everybody's aware. And then hopefully after that, we will be back on our normal schedule. So I want to thank everybody for being patient with me. I want to thank everybody for reaching out and making sure I was doing okay. You are all very sweet and lovely people. And I appreciate each and every one of you, not only for listening to this show, but for caring. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful two days. And I will talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.